This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about iBuyers, a growing trend in real estate that offers convenience and a quick sale, but is it worth the cost? We'll talk about it. And if we have time, we're going to talk about Google business reviews. Now, if you're not paying attention to these, you are making a huge mistake because this is where people are going to find out whether or not you're a credible business these days, or at least part of their research. In studio with me today is Noah Ballard, a real estate expert and broker at San Antonio's Finest Realty. Noah, great to have you back again. Thank you, sir. Always good to be here. Awesome. And so you've got the headphones on, right? If you're watching the videos, he has got the headphones on, but we've got a caller that is going to join us today and talk a little bit about uh, doing a transaction with you. So I'm excited about checking yeah, that out. It's going to be great. A quick reminder for our listeners to catch our podcast and watch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Our YouTube channel is adding just over 100 subscribers a week now. We added 114 over the last seven days. I remember not too long ago it was 50. Now we're at 100, so I'm excited about the growth. So if you like to watch YouTube videos to learn, which I know, Noah, you do. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, YouTube's a great place to do all that. Visit homebuyertalkradio.com. Click on the YouTube link. It'll take you right to my channel with an option to subscribe. And if you have a business that services home buyers, home sellers, um, homeowners in the San Antonio area, and you'd like to be on our show, visit homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the link to apply. So Noah, um, so a little bit about Noah. So you've been involved in real estate for how many years now? Uh, I think we're coming up on six, maybe seven. Seven years. And you're a real estate broker with yes. San Antonio's Finest. So you have your own team as well called the... Valor team. The Valor, V-A-L-O-R, Valor uh-huh. team, which is a cool name, by the way. And I like the Thanks. logo Appreciate as well. It. So welcome back to the show. This is your third time, I think. I think it's my third time, yeah. yeah on the show. And, and so before we get into the iBuyer thing, I just so you started a podcast mm-hmm. recently. So... Tell us what it is and a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. So it's uh, it's called In Pursuit. In Pursuit, uh, the basic premise of it is I'm exploring uh, law enforcement officer-owned uh, businesses or entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. I, I I mean, no hard statistic, but I think about probably about 80% of officers I know at some point uh, in their career start a business. Oh, yeah. um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and I, I feel a lot of law enforcement um, experience and, and principles translate into uh, entrepreneurship. And so really the whole podcast is me learning about different businesses owned by a law enforcement family or law enforcement type people. Um, and also how that translates uh, into business practices. Okay, and you just had your first guest on, uh, George Chavez, and what's his business again? Yeah, he owns Viciously Loyal, a clothing brand company. Um, Super awesome stuff, uh, viciouslyloyal.com, and it was a great episode. Learned a lot about service, um, his drive, uh, how to get into the clothing industry, um, different little aspects of that. So it was cool. cool. How long was the episode? Uh, About... 40 minutes, 45. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And where's, you're on what, Spotify or? Spotify, yeah. We're well. trying to get on iTunes, but there's a little bit of a waiting period. Yeah, it's so. not that long. You'll you be up there before you know it. Perfect. Okay, so when it comes to iBuyer, so about one, about a half a percent now is, is the latest stat that I heard. Yeah. Um, it, where of, of home transactions now in the United States are the iBuyer type of, of transactions. So people are going to hear about it, and they're not going to know exactly, you know, what it is or whether or not it's, 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 uh, treacherous waters to kind of explore. So sure. I kind of want to dig into that a little bit so that some of the most common questions that people would have would be answered. Um, so um, iBuyers, now they're concentrating in your 
certain markets. I don't even know what markets are concentrating on, but my guess is it's going to be where it's uh, like buyer favored, right? It's a buyer's market, not so much a seller's market like mm-hmm. we have here in San Antonio area and Texas as general. Yeah. So um, tell me, what is an iBuyer? Sure. So an iBuyer is usually they're an investment company that will purchase your house for you, usually with some type of cash. Um, there's a bunch of different business models, but um, the general idea of it is that you don't have to list your house. You don't have to go through showings or anything like that. Um, you're basically getting convenience and they'll purchase it from you. Like I said, with cash normally. Um, and then it kind of gives you the ability to just go buy something else or, or whatnot. So, but essentially they're a convenience, uh, fact, there's a convenience factor in it. Um, they haven't, you know, they've been around a long time. Um, I think it's just recently in the last couple of years where you've seen more and then also, they've just made it like more sexy, right? Like yeah, the sure. marketing, their marketing is really good. Yeah. Like, you know, examples of these companies would be like orchard open door. Zillow was doing it for a while, but that, that branch just ended up closing. Really? Yeah. They just closed down. That's uh, interesting to me that they stopped. Well oh yeah. I wonder I, if they're getting a lot of bad press over it or do you know why so they stopped? They, they actually said that they were, um, buying houses for more than what they were worth. And they were, uh, I read an article driving about the it. market up. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was causing a lot of issues, but an old one that a lot of people might know is we buy ugly houses. Yeah. Right. Um, I buyers that can also be wholesalers. There's a ton of different, you know, they could buy them from you and rent it out. They could buy them from you, sell them to an investor. They could buy them from you and then they'll sell them uh, uh, for a higher price um, because normally when they buy them from you, it's going to be for less than market value. Yeah. Right. Unless they're trying to do something nefarious with mm-hmm. the market, which I, some of my research took me there. Sure. All right, cool. So um, we've got a, a caller. So somebody you did uh, business with. Yes. So um, Edwin, you can pipe him in. And then if you would just, so this is Roger Escobedo. You know him. Yeah. He, he was having some difficulty selling his house and then you helped him out. So just tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. But uh, real quick, hello to just welcome Roger to the show and we'll go from there. Hey, Roger, how's it going, man? Hey, no, it's going good, man. Hey, so, uh, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, uh, Roger is a client of mine. Um, and before, so I sold his house and, uh, he had it listed, uh, before me with another agent. Um, and it wasn't selling. Um, and Mar- uh, Roger, when, when your house wasn't selling, were you guys considering selling it to an iBuyer buyer like orchard or open door or Zillow or any of those? Yeah, we did. Um, we, we took that in consideration just because of how long it was on the market for, and we were kind of feeling like desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, only reason why we, the main reason why we didn't is because we were going to lose out on money. Right. So tell me about that, Roger. So I imagine, you know, you're, you're a police officer, right? So you, you know a little bit about digging in and not being afraid to ask questions, which is where a lot of people get hung up. But so when you were doing some research into the iBuyer program, what were the red flags that kept you from doing it? Uh, one was like the lowball offer that we were going to get. Um, I, I, I felt like the house was valued more than what they were going to offer us at the time. Um, also, we didn't even we didn't even have really a one-on-one connection with anybody that was going to be willing to like take over the house. So that was just another issue. But the main thing was that we weren't going to get any. We weren't really going to get any money out of it. Did you guys get into talking about what the fees were going to be? Because I think that's where they kill you is on the fees. Yeah, that that was. Um, so my girlfriend at the time, she was the one handling all the, uh, the, the numbers part on it. And when she's explaining to me, I was like, why are they 
bumping up all the fees. Like it, it, yeah. it feels like it's like DoorDash, like your meal is $20 and we're going to bump it up to 40 for all the fees. <laughs> That's no kidding. Right. And, and so from what I understand too, is as you get close to the closing date, they're like, well, the inspection said this. And, and of course they're going to use all their people and, and all of that to get the stuff done. So it just can get really crazy, really, really fast. How far did you get in that process before you were like, ah, no, thanks. Um, we looked at, to it up to the point to where once we got like the numbers on the house and then like obviously calculating like how much we were going to have to pay out, um, with all the fees and everything. So we, we stopped it at that point. We were just like, no, like we'll, we'll just, we'll continue to write it out with the realtor that we had. Um, did they get, did you get to the inspection? Did they actually do an inspection? No, we we didn't get to the inspection part of it. That would have probably really scared you, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so you're all right. So, the realtor that you had, did you fire him, or did did they did the list, listing term end, or how did that go? I ended up having to uh, to let the realtor go. Um, fired. You're fired. Yeah, fired. <laughs> Trump fired. It just, I mean, when you have two open houses and you know no one shows up for the open house, it's like okay. And you had multiple realtors show up to these open houses for oh. essentially six to eight hours of the day and no one comes it's like okay well what did you do to put it out there yeah marketing it was marketing was yeah the marketing was a there was a huge lack of marketing so um so you fired them and i imagine that probably felt a little nerve-wracking right because you're firing but did you had you did you have a mind to hire noah like pretty quick after you fired him or was there like a long type period of time where you're kind of stressing about it no, um, I actually uh, reached out to one of my buddies because I was working with Noah at the time. I didn't really know him at the time. Um, and I was venting to one of my coworkers and he goes, oh, you should reach out to Noah. He's a realtor. And I go, I looked at him. And I was like, you know, like everybody's got a realtor. He goes, no, he's, he's actually good. And I was like, uh, like, and I trust, I trust his officer with my life. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take your word for it, but I'm coming after you if Right. So when you started talking with Noah, you guys sit down, he's explaining his marketing strategy. I mean, I would imagine you asked him about that, right? Yeah. And when he started explaining like what he was going to do and I was there when he did like the photos and the drone and all that, um, blown away. Absolute complete 180 from what I had with the other realtor. Did you have to make a price adjustment or anything like that when you brought Noah on? Uh, no, we had, we had, I can't remember specifically on the numbers that we had it at. Um, cause I know where we were listed. He goes, it's kind of a comfortable number. Um, okay. but he didn't have to make too, too much crazy adjustments on the, uh, on the home, but he was being realistic at the time of the market. So tell me about the response you got after he took over. Um, we were getting showings. I mean, people were showing up. Um, it felt like there was an actual effort into it. It wasn't <laughs> just like post the sign and pray kind of thing. Yeah. There's a real marketing plan. Right. That makes all the difference. You don't realize that until, you know, it actually happens to you, you know. So, um, and did your house sell pretty quick? Yeah, pretty quickly. Um, at the time of the market, um, it wasn't like how it was now. Mm. Um, I tended to look at what it could have been. But, uh, no, yeah, back, back then the housing market was, you know, we were having to, I guess, give up more um, to get the house sold. But... Uh, in the end, I mean, Noah was able to negotiate and still ended up with money in our pockets. Yeah, and so and let's talk about the, the main points of what set uh, Noah and his uh, – did you use a team, Noah, or was it just, just you? I think back then it was just me. Okay, yeah. so when it comes to uh, – obviously, marketing is huge, 
and then you've got communication is another one, and then ne- mm-hmm. and then negotiation skills. So am I hitting that right, Roger, talking those three things that are important when it comes to choosing a real estate agent? Yes, because Noah stayed in touch with me a lot um, throughout the whole thing, um, even outside of work. Like, he would keep me updated, text messages, you know, hey, we have uh, a showing in this time. Like, he was real, he, he communicated a lot with me throughout the whole process. And that's one of the things about, like, iBuyers versus uh, Realtors. Um, you know, iBuyers I sell you convenience, um, not having to do showings and whatnot. But um, what a lot of people don't realize is that we have a lot of systems in place to facilitate those showings and make them easier, right? It takes planning, it takes marketing, it takes, we have different software called showing time that makes it really fluid. So yes, yes, you do have to leave your house while there's a showing, but you know, we make it as easy as possible um, by having different rules and stuff. And so that's what a lot of people like, that's, that's a lot of the marketing aspects of iBuyers is, Hey, showings are terrible. You don't want showings. You want to, you want to sell your house quick to us so you don't have to bother with it, which it takes a little bit of, you know, it's risk reward, right? Like you got to do some work and take a little bit of risk to get a higher amount out of your house. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I, I think if you're pulling down, you know, 3% commission on a, I mean, the average sales, let's just say $300,000 for easy numbers. I mean, it's $9,000. I expect you to do a little bit more than put a sign in my front yard, you know, and then have coffee at, a, at an open house that nobody shows up to. Am I right, Roger? Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a no brainer, right? <laughs> so, uh, no brainer. Uh, Roger, w- would you recommend, uh, I'm guessing yes, uh, Noah and his team for folks to uh, to hire, and why would you recommend them? Absolutely, I would. Um, it was also the little things, uh, aside from like the marketing and, you know, the, the reaching out and staying communicated and everything. Um, when setting up the house, you know, he was telling me, he goes, hey, you should do this for the front room. We weren't getting that from another realtor. Hey, you should put this smell in there or take out this or leave this. He goes, because some people, they didn't have the visual mind of like, oh, I can see my TV here or I can see my this there. He goes, no, put things around the house to make the house more presentable. He goes, and it's going to it's gonna draw more attention and give the, the soon-to-be buyer, oh, I can do this to my house or I can put this to my house. Um, so, yeah, it was the little things that were very beneficial to it. Uh, to us that Noah did. Yeah, and the uh, the amount of money you made at the end of the day, I imagine, is a big deal as well. So Probably more than with an eye buyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and oh, they, they sneak up on way, you, those eye buyers. Way more. All right, Roger. Well, we appreciate you calling in, and, and I know you're on hold for a bit uh, while we're working on technical stuff, but we appreciate you. Make sure you, uh, you're safe out there, and again, we appreciate the service that you guys are doing day in and day out on the street out there, so be safe. Yeah, thank you, Roger. Right, I appreciate it, buddy. I really appreciate that, guys. I'll take care. You too. Bye. Well, that was kind of a that was a great conversation to have. It's it's one thing to you know we talk about things and this is the kind of service that we provide and all this kind of stuff. But when you have somebody they can call in and articulate, well, hey, this is the experience that I was having, and then this is how I was kind of brought out of that into a great experience, and then right. recommend. I like those kind of conversations. Yeah, yeah. It it, it provides a little bit of a truth and a backing to what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So iBuyers. Uh, so obviously uh, they are um, c- convenience, right? And speed. Yes. Those are the two areas that they can excel. So if somebody was looking to get out of a house very, very quickly, and they're not really concerned so much about the money, um, then they can, you know, an iBuyer might be a great option. So 
when it comes to a realtor, tell me the the start the big differences between a realtor and an eye buyer, and and obviously from a realtor's perspective. Sure. So yeah, we talked about kind of what the eye buyer does, right? They work yeah. for themselves. Um, they're inv- investors most of the time, um, and and really they they make their money off of convenience and being able to buy houses for less than market value and sell them for more. Um, and so when you when you list your house for sale with a realtor, you actually have somebody that um, has a confidentiality of your financials. Uh, we have a fiduciary duty to where we, we can't, you know, release your financial information to anybody. We're working in the best interest of you. Um, and we're, we're held accountable by uh, the Texas Real Estate Commission, the National Association of Realtors, the Texas Association of Realtors, the San Antonio Board of Realtors. So there's a huge accountability system right. in place. Yeah. And again, like I think you articulated it well, you're working for the homeowner. Right. When you're listing their home. Exactly. Yeah. And so those are the big, those are the big differences. Um, you know, like I said, you know, it makes sense sometimes for people to use an iBuyer. There is a time when you can use an iBuyer, when you want that convenience, when you have a large amount of equity in your house that you're willing to get rid of some just so you don't have to deal with anything. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I, I think those, those situations are few and far between. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that, by listing it with the realtor, you can make more in your pocket for just a little bit of extra work, right? A little bit of extra uncomfortableness. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to the, the the cost of using an iBuyer, so obviously we're talking, is there extra fees that they're charging? Yeah. I mean, again, everything's, every company is a little different, you know, right. how they charge, what they charge, that kind of stuff. But I did do a little bit of uh, research as far as using case studies to kind of see what they're, uh, or what some are charging to give people an idea. Sure. Um, so to give you an idea uh, about what they're charging and what um, they're buying houses for, according to the collateral analytics, which is a real estate analytics firm, they studied 6,000 transactions across four different markets the median discount for a one specific eye buyer, which they didn't name in the article, but uh, was between 4.5 and 6.9% below market value. So that's before any fees is that for this specific That's the initial buyer, offer. Right. Is, okay. Is between 4.5 and 6.9% below market value. Um, fees can vary between eye buyers, uh, but fees can run between 7 and 10%, and that's not including any credits for, for repairs. So I've seen it because I've, I've dealt with eye buyers before. Um, some of them will actually purchase your listings that are listed, and I tr- I, I represented the the seller still. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll go under contract, and the the price looks very nice to the seller. They'll do their inspection. And I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, yeah. where they'll start asking for um, credits or off the price uh, for items on the inspection that mm-hmm. normally are not a big deal, um, and so it, it'll end up dropping the price less and less uh, these fees start croach- encroaching start, exactly. on your profit they start building up yep and so in i buyers so they have like you know they'll be contracted or whatever with certain trades in that area that they're going to say send over to take care of the jobs whether it's they have to repair something electrical or hvac or whatever else like that yep. they've got whatever their prices are and it's not necessarily in our interest right because we could pay less or we could have somebody else take care of the work right you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when they're doing it, it's kind of out of your control. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things that I'll do before I list a house is I walk through and obviously I'm not an inspector, but I, I, I do have experience in seeing certain things and seeing inspections. 
And so I'll do a walkthrough and uh, before we even list it, and I'll recommend they have someone come out, check something, uh, uh, and uh, maybe repair some, some items before we list it. Um, I've even uh, recommended for people to get a pre-listing inspection from uh, an inspector. I like those. Because we, we knock it out before it even happens. Yep. Um, and then we don't have any issues coming up when we're under contract. It's a couple hundred dollars, but it's worth it in the end because if we get these items fixed before the buyer has their inspection, they don't show up on the buyer's inspection. So w- once you get into an iBuyer's contract situation, you start losing control, and then which can increase the cost, obviously. Um, and then when you get into contract, even using a realtor, you're losing control because if there's a problem with electrical or whatever, now you have to hire a licensed professional, right? right? It's kind of both parties are need to make sure that everything's copacetic. But if you do it ahead of time, like a pre-inspection, you're made aware of these things. You can save a lot of money and get stuff done and make it easier on everybody. Right. And, and I buyers, everything that's done for the I buyer is in normally, uh, is beneficial to the I buyer. Um, yeah, absolutely. Again, they're here. They're here to make money. Yeah. Um, that that's their business model. Now, the convenience works well for the for the 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 seller, right? In certain aspects, but ultimately, the overall end game is it, it, it's better for the i buyer. Yeah. Um, so, just to kind of give you an idea, between fees and uh, discounts, really, uh, uh, they can run between thirteen and fifteen percent, according to uh, Collateral Analytics. So now when you sell using realtors, you're looking at 6%, right? I mean, that's generally? Generally, yeah. That's, everything's negotiable. I get it. Right. Um, but, but would that be fair, everything included? Would we be, I mean, that's all you'd be – are we comparing 6% to 13 to 15%? Well, I mean, there's – as far as fees go, I mean, you have uh, title policy fees, which, again, they're negotiable. Sure. In this market, a lot of times the buyers are paying for that. Um, you're going to have escrow fees, which are, are split between the seller and buyer. That's a couple hundred dollars. Okay. You'll have prorations, which prorations are essentially your portion of your tax bill. Because once you sell your house, the new buyer is responsible for the full bill. But they didn't own the house the right. time that you live there. So part of your closing costs are you're giving them your portion of the taxes. Gotcha. Right? Because, uh, quick side note, a lot of people don't realize, you pay into escrow uh, your, uh, your taxes. And your mortgage company pays them every year your tax bill. Um, when you sell your house, there's no way for you to actually tap out, tap into your uh, escrow account to give that to your new buyer. So that's why you give them prorations and then you'll get a uh, escrow refund from your old mortgage company, okay, gotcha. usually within 30 days. Okay. So that's so. another source of money there that you could be, because yes. again, it's negotiable, right? Right. Well, prorations aren't negotiable, but the title policy is uh, survey can be different things like that. But okay. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd say just ballpark um, listing with a realtor, assuming that real estate brokerage charges 6%. Again, it's different for every real estate brokerage. Um, you're probably looking somewhere between 7 to 8%. Okay. All right, um, so that's why I want to compare it as much as we can compare apples to apples. So we're looking at maybe 8% on the high side sure. compared to 13 to 15% on average for iBuyers, right? Correct, yeah. So, that I mean, that's the convenience p- fee that you are paying. Right. Yeah. You definitely pay more for convenience. All right. Cool. All right. So, um, marketing so for you, when you are actually marketing a house, tell us a little bit about what you do. I, he alluded to it. Roger did, uh, photographs and drone, but I know you do more than that. So again, this is tying into your efforts. Most realtors are probably hopefully doing similar stuff, um, as an advantage over iBuyer because you're trying to get the most money. Multiple right. offers is always a goal, right? Yes. 
So yes. tell me about your marketing plan that you generally do for folks. So, well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been scrolling through, you know, Zillow or Realtor and you see a listing and the photos look terrible? Yes. Yeah. I think pretty much everybody has. Um, that's really where it starts professional listing photos and the amount of agents that don't do it just blows my mind away. Yeah. And I I've had other clients tell me that they've had other realtors tell them, Oh, you don't need to have nice photos. You don't need to clean up the house because the market is so crazy. You're going to sell it anyways. While that I don't can, like that. It can be true, right? It can be true. And I'll tell people that I'm talking to, I can go depending on your house. I could probably stick my son in the yard and walk away and it'll sell right now. But the amount of offers that you're going to get and the amount of foot traffic is going to be much less compared to if you go with my marketing plan. Right. right. Um, so yeah, you know, stick a sign in the yard, have terrible photos, maybe one or two offers, professional photos and the rest of my marketing plan, 10, 15. I mean, I had a, a listing in Canyon Lake, uh, a month or two ago where we did everything. I think we were up at like 25 offers. Yeah. Um, and so that drives the price up, right? For a little bit of extra work and a little bit extra money out of my pocket, it drives up that price and makes my clients more money. Yeah. That, that's the ultimate goal. That's actually doing your job. Right. I so mean, that's, I love it. It starts with professional listing photos and I'll just quickly just kind of run through everything because I don't have time to talk about every single aspect of it. But um, for every one of my listings, we'll do professional listing photos, drone if I can. Um, a lot of people save drone for like big luxury listings or if there's like a large lot, I actually like to do it on every single listing I can because it's notoriety. People love seeing those drone photos. You can see the roof, um, and see like, yeah. does the roof look like it's messed up? Um, and it just, it gives it another aspect, right? It sets us apart. Um, I'll do a, a video tour of every property I sell where I'm going through explaining the house and people can see it. Um, I get, I do a Matterport, which is a 3d virtual tour walkthroughs where you can click through it and actually like you're walking through nice, it. Yeah. This helps with out of state and military buyers. I've sold a couple of my listings to out of state military buyers because they couldn't make it there to see the house, but they saw the virtual tour and were like, Oh, you know, this is all I need to see. I want this house. Um, I'll pay for social media ads. Um, I uh, have my own social media network. Now I have my podcast. So that's just, there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, but those are the basic, um, aspects of my marketing plan for every one of my listings. Now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to come out and maybe have a listing appointment or, and find yeah. out if they want to hire you, how would they do that? Yeah. Call me 210-845-6287. I'm on Instagram, Alamo homes, S a, and my website is www.alamo-homes.com. And I'll come out and do a pre-listing walkthrough with you and a comparative market analysis, show you your estimated net proceeds and make sure that your game plan is set up for success. All right. Excellent. All right. As we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcast platforms. And you can find video versions of the show on our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. This can be it for us. Have a great week. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you very much.